Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I'm Bobby Kelly. And it's Big J Okerson. We're actually a full radio show on Sirius XM, not just a podcast. For full episodes of The Bonfire, you can listen on the Sirius XM app. Go to SiriusXM.com slash bonfire for a special offer. And now The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Robert Kelly. Joey DeRosa in the motherfucking house. I'm glad you came when you came, buddy, because I was going to get ready to say something you'll find really funny. Okay. Uh, Joe DeRosa co-hosting with me today. Huh? Where's everybody? Jacob is on Zoom uh, from Florida. Black Lou is on Zoom from home. A couple of little shits. Yeah, just a couple (laughs) of little shits. Dude, how much people would hate... I remember going to like... Italian American festivals, mm-hmm. like with my dad or something, when I was younger, because he would give us his wife would give a shit about dumb stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like, uh, and when I'd see comics at those, or like, or, or you know, like just just fairs like in town, and you see a comic perform, dude. This guy, do we ever look this guy? Who he did for Johnny Dark? I'm pretty sure the guy's <laughs> name was. <laughs> And he wore a tuxedo and did comedy at like festivals where like children were present. And man, I just remember watching it then. Even though I loved all comedy growing up, I just never remember. Yeah, like, I forgot. You almost forget you saw stand-up comedy. You're like, well, these guys bite. Dude, even as a kid, I knew when it sucked. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Jenny Dog. <laughs> oh, boy. J-Cast Productions. Wait a minute. Wait Yo, a minute. Wait a minute. That's what is not the, him. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. What is this website we're yes, on? Is it I the wanna, management? I want to know more about it. Your, your source of fine entertainment since 1988 Christine, please go through the comedy they have to offer. Well, the unknown comic is it should front be on the front and of you center. Now, it should be not in front of you now, Joey. Oh, front and center on the on the homepage is is uh, Will Dur- Will Durst, Will who was Durst. a big po- political guy. R- um, unknown comic from the Gong Show. Durst makes sense to me because he's like still doing co- the unknown comic still does comedy. Yeah, <laughs> didn't the, didn't the unknown comic change hands? By the way, wasn't he like the Ultimate Warrior, where it yeah. wasn't the same guy? I mean, it's a uh, I mean, every it's time a, it's a guy in a fucking bag over his head. I'm sure it's changed a hundred <laughs> times. And Rhonda Shear, who was not a comedian and was a big tit uh, USA movie introducer. She was? Yeah. I thought I remembered seeing Rhonda Sh- Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. I'm sure she did some sort of like, some version of it. Uh, they have a lecture series uh, on this thing. Cast Productions. Their lecture series rules. Donna Mills. The singer? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, she, she was Donna- like an actress, Donna Mills, right? 
Like model? Yes. Model actress? Yeah. yeah. Can't even go to her link. Her oh, link doesn't work. <laughs> go back, Christine, please. You can get Dan Menendez, one of the Menendez brothers who murdered their parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, no. He's a piano juggler. No. Hold on. He plays piano with his feet, it appears. <laughs> While he juggles. Oh, my God. Okay. Before you say no to that one, Jacob, I really want you to go through his bio. A pivotal point in his career was when Daniel Menendez performed in The Tonight Show in 1989. He has since returned twice, including The Tonight Show 28th Anniversary Special, and also had the privilege of performing at the Ford Theater in Washington, D.C. for former President and Mrs. Bush. Can I tell you the name of... Don't keep reading. Can I tell you the name of his juggling video? What? Who, me, juggle? That's Come on. <laughs> Christine, please bring up That's... some footage of Dan, Dan Menendez. Dude. Uh, juggle, please. Who me juggle is lit. That's that's a Mr. Show joke. That'd be like a Mr. <laughs> yeah. Show joke. Like Bob Odenkirk would be like, you might remember me from Who me juggle. My instructional Who juggling me video. juggle. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fucking Christ. By the way, it says he's fascinated audiences all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Fascinated, like what the fuck is going on, bro? That's Cut not a good out, review. Dude. He goes, how was Jay's show this weekend? It was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Who Me Juggle was uh, J-Cast Productions. One of the yes. people they will send to you is a man named Dan Menendez. Yes. Who is a piano, a foot piano playing <laughs> juggler. And he released a video in 1984 called Who? Me? Juggling? You know what I just realized? He's what? not a foot piano player. He does the thing where he bounces the balls on the piano and plays the piano like that. You're just sort of saying that. Uh, that's There's jugglers that do that, though. That, yeah. I promise you that's what that is. In 84, dude? He's a pioneer. Well, well that, that picture was from now. <laughs> yeah, the picture was from now. All right. So let's, let's see what happened to it. Oh, damn it. Well, hang on a second. You want me to just hit play? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll go get him. Well, we let that play. And then Lou will turn yeah. it off when you... Oh, God. Oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, tell DMC to come another day. I could do <laughs> two and a half hours on this guy. He looks like Gallagher juggling. Yeah. He's wearing a pretty sick vest. He's got an awesome mustache. Dan Menendez. He, I gotta say, I'm looking at his face. He looks like a great guy. He's got great guy face. Oh, you really? See, I see Robert Davy all over this guy. I'm not mad the, at it. I see the pockmarks and I think evil. I'm not mad at Robert Davy. <laughs> the guy's got good juggling skills. I'll he's give him very that. good. He's not a bad juggler. And uh, he's juggling gold balls like it's the golden art. Yeah, but he... Lou, skip ahead a little bit for me here. Let's go. Yeah, let's see where the party starts. There's a black guy. Wait, can I take a guess on how this guy talks? As dramatically as yeah, shit. As aerobic exercise improves physical fitness. But just as important, juggling <laughs> oh, adds look a at that, dude. pure, unadulterated oh, fun to It's Dan Menendez is teaching you how to juggle. Yeah. I didn't know it was juggle. I thought he put out like a fucking special of juggle. No, it's an instructional video. Oh. Until you've established a slow. Well, at least he's got a charismatic voice to go right. with it. You throw it up in the air and catch it in your hand. That's not what I thought he was going to talk like. Go back to his face. Lou, put on... Uh, okay, let's stay on his face right there. Stay on his face. All right, see his face? Yeah. I would have guessed that he talked like this. Ready? Mm -hmm. I would have guessed that he talked like, 
Oh, man, that's all right, dude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet he would have had one of those F lifts where he's like, oh, my fall, fall, fall. He looks like like a very dazed and confused character kind oh, of guy. Oh, everybody joining the show. Yo. I made it. Right welcome, now. Welcome. The living legend. How y'all doing? Daryl, how are you? It's good what to see you again, everybody. Daryl hey, DMC man. McDaniels. How are you? Of Run DMC fame. Two hours to get from Jersey. I know. It's... Joe came so from downtown. It took him an hour to I get here. I drove from the Lower East Side. It took an hour. For sure. Solid oh, for hour. Sure. It's, it's starting early. You know, yeah. I know you love New York, uh, uh-huh. Daryl, but I will say there's no way you, you don't hate it at this time like everybody else. I hate this time <laughs> in New York. The, the, it's the week of Thanksgiving till January 2nd. Yep. It's it crazy. sucks here. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. It really is. Everybody, it's beautiful, but it sucks. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah. But... Traversing it is a it's nightmare. Tra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody. Uh, DMC Daryl McDaniel's Cookies, his new cookie company, up and oh, running at okay. DMC DMC oh. Cookies dot com. Oh, thanks, okay. man. Oh, this is a this is cool packaging. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Are these? I feel like these are going to be healthy cookies. No, they cookie cookies. They're just cookie cookies. <laughs> I am going to do a protein cookie though. Yeah. For the for the gyms and you know the people that work out. It's not a healthy protein cookie. It's just a regular cookie with protein in it. You know one of our uh, common friends, uh, Rob Dukes. Rob Dukes. Just Shout lo- out to Dukes. Just lost a hundred and thirty pounds. It's crazy. He's he's. Oh well, he's, he didn't send me no pictures, so he's not going to look like he no. looked when I said. Really? It's crazy, right? Christine's How does he look? Some, he looks have great. A picture of him. He looks great. Yeah, Christine can find one for sure. Uh, Daryl also has a children's book, Daryl's Dream, and a mental health book, 10 Ways to Not Commit Suicide, available on Amazon. He's also featured on a new song, My Veneration, with Patriarchs in Black, and she gets me high available on streaming platforms. Nice. Uh, Welcome back to the show. DMC, everybody. i got to try one of these cookies. I'm very excited. Can I tell a quick DMC related story? You know, uh, Bobby Kelly... Uh, my co-host is out this week. Uh, he went on a cruise for Thanksgiving. Joe is a hilarious comic and a dear friend of mine. Who comes and co- you, he comes and co-hosts for me, uh, uh, co-hosts with me when uh, Bobby's out sometimes. And right I on. had to have Joe do it because, huge, as much as I am too, but significantly more detailed, huge old school hip-hop fans. Right so on. I got to tell you, I got to okay. tell you, I, gotta t- I can't believe I didn't bring it. The first cassette my mom ever bought me. Uh-oh was Raising Hell. Now, wow. she bought me tapes before that. She bought me Thriller and shit like that. Right, right, right. But that was the first tape where I was like, Mom, I need you to take me to the mall. Like, I need this tape. <laughs> I'm in third or fourth grade. I'm not old enough to go wow. buy a cassette tape. So it was Raising Hell. Raising Hell to this day uh-huh. is my favorite album, uh, hip-hop album of all time. Uh, yeah. and, and one of my favorite ha- albums, period, of all time. Well, thank you. Uh, you told me it was Lucas with the lid off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember mm-hmm. when I was in college seeing the behind the music where you first revealed that you were having uh, uh, vocal Spasmodic dysphonia. Yes. I was diagnosed with it. And you said on that thing, I remember I was devastated because you said on that you didn't know if you were going to be able to, to perform. You didn't Again. know what the future held. Yeah. yeah. I was, when I, I'm not kidding. I was devastated. Really? That's how wow. much I loved, I love Run DMC. On my birthday, uh-huh. this past year, turning 46, so uh-huh. a almost 40-year journey with Run DMC, for the first time wow. ever, I saw you guys live oh. at Rock the Bells oh, in, in, in Queens. Queens. And it literally brought tears to my eyes because 
you guys were both. I mean, you, the two of you were both killing it. Right, it was but like riding a bike. Seeing you up there and just nailing it, and I was remembering. I was like, I remember when he the said tank. he didn't know he was going to do this again. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing it for the first time finally, and it was the set list that I would have dreamt of. It was a set list like that I would have written, right? Because you, you know? lived with it with just a cassette, mm -hmm. thinking you're never going to see it again. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. And and it was so, so so they're on stage. This was so. It makes it even cooler that runs a reverend that he was doing this, cursing so, his ass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Run was walking back because the show was running behind. Motherfucker. Yeah. Run was walking yeah. back and forth. He's going. They're telling me Run got a rev. I'm motherfucking rev. Run. I I started this shit. Right. <laughs> back and forth. And my favorite part of the right. entire day, and there were a uh -huh. lot of really amazing moments that day, was when Run walked off stage. And, and for a second, I was like, oh, wait, is he really going to wrap it up? And then he came back out, and you were standing there. And I was like, is that the end? Is it? And he pulled out the Adidas. And he goes, D, what, what the is fuck are they? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, Ma, oh, down. He went crazy. I just got chills, man. It's, it, oh. was, it was just incredible, man. So, so sitting here to talk to you right now after this li literally lifelong journey with your music. That's crazy. Wow. So amazing. And That's I met amazing. You, I met you once at a Comic-Con. Or video game con, but you were there with your comic book. Oh, where? In uh, outside of L.A. And you were there signing comics. Oh, really? And selling comics, okay. yeah. And I remember I met you for we talked for like five minutes, and I told you uh, I had to sit and listen to the whole Raising Hell album with my mom, <laughs> and she had to okay that there was two fucks. Oh right, yeah, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I definitely remember that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yep, okay. So here we are. Yeah. Wow. Just wild. I remember man. when you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> you had to sit in. The curses came, but she was like, "All right, this is." She said, oh, "It's okay." Okay. And she made sure, me do yeah. that with iced iced teas power. Oh lord. Oh my god. And she let me. There's a lot there more f's. There yeah, is a lot of more f's. <laughs> but she, you know what? She let me keep the iced tea tape. She goes, "I like, I like that he teaches you a lesson." Oh, he tells you that the crime. He tells you crime yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. pay. Exactly. Right. Yeah. He true. wasn't glorifying. <laughs> yeah. Mama, exactly. Mama DeRose that was like, a good thing. I like. He kicks it real. He kicks right. it real old school. I like. I like, I like for gangster telling you not to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So don't be running around here throwing up gang signs. Exactly. And cursing and dissing and respecting and all. Did it ever? Exactly. I was, did it ever cause Ice T problems like playing a cop for so long on TV or did no one? No, ever it's care? just ironic. Is that? Yeah, no, it's not ironic. I he got banned. He got kicked off the label for, for cop, cop killer. killer. Yeah. yeah, right in the city. They was like, get out. Like they like, and it's crazy. He's on the what longest running. He yeah. Yeah, yeah. Law cop show ever. It's like this is like in your face, motherfuckers. The funniest, Tuola, the funniest two things <laughs> I ever saw Ice T say, and Ice T says a lot of funny shit. Sure. Uh -huh. The funniest two things I ever saw him say were were both related to that. He was really? on the Michael, uh, what's his face, the, the the ex mob guy that's got the podcast on YouTube. Oh, uh, Sammy oh. the Bull. No, oh, Sammy Michael the Bull. Uh, no, Imperioli. No. Well, anyway, he goes the 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 mob dude. I forget his name. He goes. Um, he goes. What season are you on with with twenty uh, five or something? Yeah, and he was like at the time I think twenty two or right. something. It was still crazy. Right. The number. And the guy goes, "Don't you ever get bored?" He's like, "You do you want to keep doing it?" And Ice T goes, "Man, I'm black. I don't jump off a boat if it ain't sinking." <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. And then I saw him perform live with the um, uh, the Art of Rap tour at the Palladium oh, wow. in L.A. 
and he was walking around the stage and he goes, I know a lot of you motherfuckers in the audience are saying, how can you hate cops but play one on TV for 22 seasons? Right. If you don't get it, that's because you're just not as fly a motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I see was like when he saw Run DMC, he was like, yo, this positivity shit in hip hop is like gangster. Yeah, that's crazy. Did yeah, you guys, that's crazy. it's so kind of like universally understood and accepted that uh-huh. Run DMC is like the godfathers of hip hop, at least in the sense of bringing it to the mainstream. Yeah. Where like uh, it wasn't just like uh, in the streets of the, the hood anymore. Right, right. Like, we took it, we put it in, a set it on Adidas. We took the beat from the street. And put it on TV. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and so, MTV was very influential in that, though. Because they put us in everybody's sure, living room. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Living rooms that people didn't want us in. And but what, we got in those living rooms. Did mm-hmm. anybody ever try to, like... I feel like you like Run DMT is almost beef-proof. But did anybody ever try to, like, have a thing with you guys at any point? Well, no. People shot, shot at, shots at yeah. us. Yeah. Like, not anymore. That wouldn't... Nobody would come. No, they... The, they, they, they subliminal... Shots at us, but we always shut them down. So you you address without them. shooting, without cursing. We addressed. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Can you tell I'm us the one? King of rock, there is none higher. <laughs> was that at somebody? <laughs> when you the wrote whole that, industry, was, everybody. But, uh, because see what had happened when we first came out with it's like that. Mm-hmm. We was trying to be because you remember hip hop was considered it's black ghetto music, right? And it's from the hood. And it's, you know, and it started in the Bronx and rightfully so. The Bronx was burning. But when it left the Bronx, went to Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Queens and stuff like that, you got to understand something about the streets. They always try to make the negative thing about the streets the most cool and powerful thing. So in the streets, with the gangbangers, drug dealers, and the pimps, in the holes and shooting, there's people playing double dutch, and there's skelly, and there's, you know, there's art, and there's fun, and there's ball. When we started making our records, in the beginning, it was the message. It's fucked up, broken glass everywhere. It's like a jungle sometimes. And then if you remember, Africa Bambada and the Zulu and the Soul Sonic Force, they made a record called Planet Rock. Mm-hmm. Same people from the message there was a vision. We know a place where everybody can eat and nobody's fighting and stuff like that. So it seemed like with hip-hop, everything was always divided. We made it like that to put the message and the Planet Rock vision together. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, it's like, if you listen to it's like that, we was trying to make Planet Rock. Zen, 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 zen. But we, mm-hmm. it was, we didn't know what we was doing. <laughs> but we was trying to make unemployment party people. We was trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? So then we did, people was like, oh, they're being too commercial. And plus, we had a, a was it chip on your shoulders? Sure. Shoulder? Because we was from Queens. They thought Queens was soft. Because it's really? not the Bronx. It's not hard. Yeah, it was like, you're well, from Queens. Well, it wasn't Queens Bridge either. It wasn't really? that. No, we was from Queens. Hollis, we from yeah. uh, the, su- the suburbs. So when we first came out, it was like people only thought we did it's like that type songs. Because mm-hmm. we, we don't do what Kumo D and Grandmaster Kaz and, and um, Cool. We don't do what they do in the Bronx. But we said, yes, we do. So we made Sucker MCs. Mm-hmm. But once we got our career going, um, KRS won. Kings lose crowns. 
Remember he said it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. King it was about you King. guys. So, yeah. What? You know, but just said because, you know, we was coming with you this attitude. Yeah. yeah. So he had to let us know you ain't hip hop, motherfucker, brown, whatever, whatever, whatever. Wow. But when they did that, you got to remember, happened twice in our career. When they did that, we had, you know, we had our, we just run DMC, which commercial as fuck, but we was harder than everybody that shot, cursed, and pimped. But they came at us. So, um, 1980. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire. And that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks. Prize picks, dude. I get to I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use even f- if you're an expert. If But if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now. America's number one fantasy sports app. Gamble on it. And Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah. Well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats of two to six players. It's great. More or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that more, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah, Yeah, so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N. 
F-I-R-E for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babbel so far. I le- wanna, bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babbel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think it was 1980. No. 1980s. Five going into six. No. First we did, here we go, live at the fun house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, in the place to be, as it is plain to see, motherfuckers. He is DJ running. I am DMC. Funky Fresh for 1983. DJ Jam Master J, inside the place with all the bass. He leaves without a trace, and he came here tonight to get on your case. Because we are the crush grooving, the body moving, the record making, and the record breaking. And it goes a little something like this. Jay got Big Billy Squire's Big Beat. Mm. No studio produced record, no label, just turntables and microphones. It goes to one, two, three, and here we go. So we did here we go to let people know that nobody does this hip-hop thing better than us. Then we did, I think it was 87, we did a song called Together Forever. Mm-hmm. Live in Hollis Park. Party people, your dreams have now been fulfilled. Get out your seat and let's get ill. That's right, y'all. We're not just rough. We're more than tough. And when it comes to rise, with the echo, we got enough, enough. That right there. So that let people know, not Eminem, not Jay-Z, none of y'all do that better than us. So, but... People shot now, subliminal shots. And you guys shots. did it first also. <clears throat> What's funny is I knew Here We Go because I got, when this when the uh, Together Forever, the best of CD came out. Yeah. My, I remember my dad bought me the CD because I had the cassettes, but I didn't have anything included, on CD. Right. Yeah, and that was on it. So I heard, I knew Here We Go before <laughs> Billy Squire, even though the Billy oh, Squire song had been know, out. Yeah, I never heard know, it. Right. So I remember when somebody in college played me Billy Squire, I was like, what is that? That's Here We Go. And they were like, and if, if you, Billy Squire you sampled remember, Run DMC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, people so. think that. Yeah. And um, the other record that we had, um, we did... Um, um, oh, what was it? Going? Oh, when we did Jam Master J, our second this before the album, 1984. Before we did the Run DMC album, mm. we did Hard Times, which was um, one of hip hop's first covers. 
Hard Times was actually a song by Curtis Blow on Curtis Blow's early album. But he like rapped Hard Times. We made Hard Times like it's like that. But we did the Jam Master J song. Mm -hmm. Kick off your shoes, jump on the jock, yeah. listen to the jam. Because the group was run when we got signed for a record deal, we didn't have J yet. We yeah. made us like that in Circumcise, put it out, then the record started getting hot. So when Russell started getting calls to do shows, Russell was like, you don't have a DJ yet. Then we went and got Jay from Hollis. But we would show up at all the shows and people would be like, okay, that's Run, that's D. Who's that motherfucker back there? What's he doing? All that, because nobody understood the concept of DJ and MC. Yeah. But on that record, at that time, we, was, we wasn't getting flat directly to us. We were just hearing that Grandmaster Flash and the Cold Crush, Treacherous Tree, all of the rappers that created this stuff was really mad at us. Because they said, it's not only what they're saying that they're great, but it was the way that we was doing it. They, 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 they did not like us coming from Queens with all this attitude. So on that record... You guys also I, ended up, like I mean, they made a movie about you at the beginning of your career. Like, yeah, Crush like, Crew. Like, yeah, it was like, crazy. Like in the beginning of your career, the, you're the, making who, a movie who, who about that. Who gets the, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I gotta go backwards and make the big... You're in the beginning of your career making a Supposed movie about it. No, we did it. It's wild. Know, yeah, when we did Crush Crew yeah. about how we got a deal. But I just wanted to say real quick to shut everybody down, on that record about Jay, I had to slip in. Where It was prophetic. Where It's 85. This is before we changed the world with Race and Hell album. I said, we're live to shut all the rappers up in the, all the competition. We're live as can be, never singing the blues. Got to tell y'all all the good news. The good news is that there is a crew, not five, not four, not three, just two. Furious five, Cold Crush four, Funky four plus one, Treacherous Street. But it wasn't now, you got to say, let's back up. When I was writing my rhymes, I never wanted to be in show business. Run was a professional rapper at 15. He was the son of Curtis Blow. He was touring the tri-state area. You were like a comic except, book nerd. Yes, I'm in my basement. <laughs> and I got comic books and everything for you. Awesome. I'm in my basement just reading comic books. So when I first heard hip-hop, I was like this. Oh, shoot. You can tell stories about who you are over music. So here's my secret. My whole career... I was just pretending to be the most powerful entity in the hip-hop universe. <laughs> son of Byford, son of Odin. Thor is from Asgard. He has a brother named Loki, has a father named Odin, and he has a hammer. So I saw Thor in a comic book, and hip-hop allowed me to go, okay, my name is Daryl. I have a father named Byford. I have a brother named Alfred, and I'm from Hollis. So hip-hop allowed me to become son of Byford, brother of Al. Mm -hmm. Banners my mother and runs my pal. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rhymes are Daryl's, those burgers are Ronald's. I ran down my family tree. So hip-hop for me was a way for me. I'm a, I went to and Catholic school that my whole verse, life. That verse, I know it's its own track, son of Byford. On yeah, it's like a, a minute, 57 seconds long. But... It's also in Hit It Run, and yes. Hit It Run, in my opinion, is the I have greatest. a mix, is the greatest hip-hop song of all time. I have For a sure. mix of the top, my favorite 40 yeah. rap songs. Number one is Hit It Run. Quest Love always wants me to do Hit It Run. I said I'll do it, but I gotta listen to it because I forgot it. You it know, is, but I made Hit It Run epitome, to shut up. It's um, the epitome. I said, I'm the king of rap rock 
and of Ron. I was getting souped, but see, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not like Kanye. I'm not like Eminem. But you know, deep down in it, I was just this little kid pretending. And that's why I say make believe sure. is, is is a real thing. That song. Do you have you enjoyed like the fifty years of hip hop? I went to a couple. I of hate the, the fifty years of hip hop. Did you? Because they're only celebrating record making motherfuckers. Right. Well, they're well, not you know, celebrating the culture. I was wondering they why you celebrate talking about. Me. I don't want to talk about me and my fucking records. They only talked about the whole 50th celebration was a celebration of recorded hip-hop music. They sure. didn't talk about what was going on before Rapper's Delight. Oh, wow. It's disrespectful to an MC hip-hop fan like I me. Went to the, I went to the one at, uh, at Radio City, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I thought that, we both went to that, I yeah. thought that was done very, I just like No, the, no, it's good. We've got good records. We have, but see, of the, course. the, yeah, the, yeah. the hip-hop celebration was wrong because they celebrated hip-hop success in the music business. They didn't celebrate the breakdancer, the DJ, the graffiti, right? They didn't celebrate what we would... Before I was breaking records and had to go record and do all of that, we was doing this in the streets for free. I think we they was did creating. actually do some of the art. Well, because I said, I, like, yeah, yeah, I, I think, mean, I they think did it, but they did. It's over now. Yeah, it's it's January's here. Yeah, I'm looking for the celebration of hip hop, and all I'm disappointed. Long. You're telling me what the fuck I already know. Do you know I was part of that. I don't want to talk about. I want to talk about Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel before they made the message people don't know melly mel rhyme melly mel and the whole furious five with grandmaster flash the furious five did what me and run and jay did on records but they got so famous because of the message and you gotta understand when you get it do not let the commercialization of your comedy your art your cookies, your filmmaking, <laughs> be diluted, polluted, and destroyed because you're in fucking show business. Show business don't know shit except show business. Now, the first rappers and producers are the greatest MCs, and not me, not Eminem, because you got to understand they're the first. But when they got in the show business, the first MC, the first rappers had no rappers to look up to. Why? Because they were the first. So when they got in the music business, mm -hmm. if you look at Grandmaster Flash and Africa Mambada, in the beginning, they dressed like Parliament Funkadelic and the Rolling Stones. And um, yeah, the yeah. Sex Pistols. A, 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 yes. a very punk rock. Yes. Uh, rock, the crossover of the like Iron Maiden and uh, right. Melly Mel are both wearing full For sure. Yeah, that's what, see, it's that's like what, the Warriors. It all looks like the Warriors. They looked at right. Yeah, so yeah, that was when, yeah. what, when we was when we was doing it very well. And Russell and everybody was like, y'all need stage clothes. We was like, yeah, but we not wearing it. Our idols was Melly Mel. The tracksuits is just what the breakdancers was wearing. Yeah. If you look at if you look at my 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 um comic book and what the the people are wearing, the tracksuits. Our superheroes were the breakdancers. So the, the thing Chuck D said, Run DMC solved the problem with hip-hop. When we came along, dressing the way we were, that meant, oh, you don't have to, no, you don't have to put on a shiny suit. You know what I'm saying? The Beastie Boys saw hip-hop and said, oh, we can be punk rockers and we can do hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nirvana said it plainly to the world over and over. Come as you are mm -hmm. and do your art. I don't care if your hair is green, purple, or pink. If you're good at whatever you do, there's no rules to this shit. Don't let motherfuckers start putting rules to this shit. But Run DMC was over the able, 
over was able to overcome that because what we were doing wait I want I don't want I'm great, yes. But what we were doing wasn't really so great. What we were doing was so relatable. Can I ask you? Sure. I want to ask you a question. If, if and I just I just want your opinion on this because I was talking about this the other day with, uh -huh. with a friend of mine, and I might be very wrong, but I said I, I went to uh, oh, I went to a ton of the 50 year events because I really had a great time seeing uh -huh. people I never thought I'd see live ever. Right. Um, Onyx. It, that yeah, was a biggie Onyx, for me. Yeah, it's like, Onyx is yeah. amazing. You got, J, they, but, I was going to say they were endorsed but, by you guys. Yeah, Jamison J, 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 J discovered them. So I really loved the events, but the one thing, and this is the thing that irks me overall about New mm -hmm. York, and I kept saying it. I was like, you know what really bothers me, man? Uh -huh. All of these anniversary events are just saying, it's New York saying, look what we did. Like, look, look at this big, look, 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 we put a big shiny thing up that says, look what we did. We called this Beastie Boys Square. Look what we did. We mm -hmm. put a museum up. Look what we did. I go, but New York isn't doing anything to cultivate the future of the music. They're not creating right. an environment for yep. artists to continue to grow. In fact, right. they're doing quite the opposite. They're making it harder and harder and harder for artists to, to strive right. and to grow and have places to gather and and, they, and, they and, and it bums me out. Them, yeah, it bums it's, me it's out. bad. And, and and if it's funny that you said it, the '80s is one of the most historically captivating, revolutionary, idealistic periods in history. You know how you learn about the Reformation mm -hmm. and the Renaissance in the '80s. If you came to New York City. And you went downtown and you went to the village. You would go to places like Danceteria and the world and all these clubs. And you sitting there, oh, shoot, um, Basquiat just walked by. Oh, my God, there goes Blondie. Oh, shoot, Africa, but there goes Grandma. Oh, shoot, there goes Run. There goes Madonna. There goes the Beastie Boys. Oh, shoot, Fat Fat Freddy. It was literature. It was art. It was music. It was one of the most creative. It was fashion and style. All in one place. And what happened, this is why you got mad at you was there like you seem with uh, anything that is sacred and holy to a nation of people or a culture will get diluted, polluted, and destroyed once it's commercialized. Mm, sure. But it's the people who make it along with the people who make it exist. We supposed to stand up and picket and fight and curse and beat executives asses mm -hmm. if we were starting to do that our music wouldn't be fake um we wouldn't get we wouldn't get stereotyped we wouldn't be um um you know you hear people say the the the, 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 the reason why you love raising hell because it's you mm-hmm you know, even though we were black kids doing hip, it was that's they're talking. They, that's me. That's how I feel. It's the same reason. It's I'm not kidding. It's the same reason I love Frank Sinatra from a, a young age. Oh, I for like sure. I like music where the Harry Chapin. Yeah, where people I are going. I grew up loving yeah. Harry Chapin. Mm -hmm. Joe, can you? Oh yeah. Please tell as a if nothing else good came of the 50 years of hip hop. Can you please tell uh, D what happened? <laughs> we never told it on the show. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh -oh. We never. No, uh, this is hilarious. So, but so, it's great. So this is this is one of the artists I never thought I'd get to see that was that was that brought me back. But I'm at the 50 Years thing at Radio uh -huh. City, and they, you know, people just kept coming out, coming out. So you didn't know who was coming next, but the beat would drop, and the guy. Would, so it was like, <laughs> oh shit after oh shit moment. Right. So the gas face beat drops. 
Search and search comes out, and I, I start going fucking crazy, right? Because uh, Gas Face was that, that that cactus album, man, was one of my childhood incredible, records. Incredible, so I start going fucking crazy, right? And I'm 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 rapping it, I'm rapping every fucking word, and the dude next to me is rapping. I don't know who it is, but he's right. next to me, he's rapping every word. And uh, I look over, and he's a he's a mm. black dude in about his probably in his mid fifties. And he looks at me, and I'm a white dude in my mid forties. They don't make it like this, right? No. More, no. Man. And he knows every. He's rapping every word. I'm rapping every word. Right. And then he looks at me, and he hugs me. Oh. And he goes, "This is proof that hip hop has no color." Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, I love that. And you hugged. Yeah, we hugged. And you hugged. We hugged. We hugged. I love See, that. See, that's beautiful. It was a. It was a nice moment, man. It was that's, a nice moment. Oh, that's it brought people so together. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. Um. I've been uh, Ukraine and Russia in the same tour. Wonderful people in both countries. Yeah. I've been in South Sudan since 86. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, Asia, Europe, uh, California, Buffalo, people say, DMC, don't you know when Steven Tyler took that mic stand in the Walk This Way video and knocked down the wall that was separating y'all, that didn't just happen in the video. That shit really happened in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, for like sure. Like, we, I was speaking at a um, Maplewood Middle School this morning, and I said, kids, don't get it twisted. I didn't change the world when I was 59. I'm 59, 48, 32. I said I was 18 years old when we changed the world, and don't get it twisted. We wasn't just making videos and selling records. That's not what our hip-hop is about. Mm-hmm. We were changing the world. Good things was happening. And it was like, yeah. I said, y'all don't even know your power. I'm so powerful. I'm not an athlete. I don't like basketball. I love comic books. And he went crazy. You I was going to say, yeah. I was gonna say, what age class? Yeah. That's a little intense for like, it was like little kids. <laughs> no, it was I'm like, powerful. Seventh grade. Yeah. No, but they were loving it. It was like, yes, and this and that. And I said, I'm so powerful. You powerful too. I said, y'all don't know your potential. I don't play no basketball, and I got a sneaker deal just like Jordan and LeBron. None. They went crazy. One kid was like, yeah, that's true. My grandfather told me they got a record called Adidas, and they got a deal. The reason why like that they know but they need to know like that that moment is we are we are this right you know what i'm saying right well I, that's uh, what's missing about, right uh, now d- 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 you guys oh, sorry, crossed over so much i said i remember one of my favorite uh crossovers on stage like literal uh. crossovers was when uh you guys would end your set i went with you kid rock and aerosmith oh and goodness. you would do the end of uh king of rock and mm-hmm. on the final I won't stop rocking until I retire. He came out and like did it with you and crossed. It's Crazy. so weird. We get how far, how far Kid Rock seems from that now. <laughs> <laughs> he slid away a bit. Kid Rock's like walking with Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump to the UFC. Like what the fuck? What? Uh, I wish yo, we, I, we I, gave I, birth to Kid Rock. We gave birth to Limp Bizkit. We absolutely. gave birth to Corn, Rage Against, and they say that dude. Like, I, like everybody was 100%. already doing it. We didn't invent it. We was like. We can, have, we can do it, like, because everybody was scared to do. We just did that. This shit. is this is true. This is true. When I when I talk about r- raising hell, mm-hmm. I say all the time. I go, do you understand? They created rap rock. There, there is. They were the first. They were the first to go. Let's marry this to this. And in second behind you, I would put Ice T because he was sampling Body Count, Black Sabbath though. He's he rocking with Body you Count. Know? And P E and um um P E and um Slayer did Slayer, a Bring yes. the Noise. Yeah. 
But you got to understand, see, this, this is why the 50th year anniversary of hip-hop was fake. Because we didn't invent it. We was the first to do it on record. When you came to New York City, before rappers in like 1979, before any of us was allowed to go in the studio, in the DJ's crate, Cool Herc's, Grandmaster Flash, DJ Charlie Chase, Grand Wizard Theodore, Grand Mixer DXT. It was always a James Brown record because he always gave you a breakbeat where you can run your mouth. There was always funk. There was always R&B. When disco died, I woke up one day and the world was like, disco sucks and everybody agreed. So they threw disco out. <laughs> Hip hop said, get that shit to us. We <laughs> use disco records. But in the crates, the day that hip hop was born, in the crates of the DJs who was playing the music that was the soundtrack of hip hop were rock records. Rock and roll, yeah. Yeah. You can go, everybody out there listening, you can go to YouTube, punch in Grandmaster Flash and Scorp, Scorp, because he was Mr. Ness, but they call him Scorpio. Grandmaster Flash, Scorp, and Melly Mel kill it 1978. You can hear Melly Mel, Mr. Message, and Scorpio, who is known as Mr. Ness, rhyming over walk this way while Grandmaster Flash DJs it live in 1978. Damn, that's wild. That's powerful. But we real when we got into business, me and Running Jay was like, nobody's doing. Yes, this right here is amazing. I mean, D, I could talk to you for three more hours if I could. We have to go. We have to let you go. Uh, we got to wrap up. Yes, the show everybody, here. listen okay. to that though. Okay, it it's oh, low so, yeah. and it's live, but you have to listen to it. We'll put, put it out. We'll, we'll put it out on all social media. Yeah, put it go out back there. To the plugs, Christine. Uh, Daryl makes cookies. New cookie company up and running, which I've eaten five of already. Oh, I tried it yet. Fantastic. Are they good? You, you like them? Yes. Thank yes, you. they are. Uh, also, he has a children's book out, Daryl, His Dream, and a mental health book, 10 Ways to Not Commit Suicide, available on Amazon. He's also featured on the new song, My Veneration, with Patriarchs in Black, and She Gets Me High. Well, She Gets Me High is coming, but before I go here, that's for you to give to a kid. That's for you to... Oh, Let me just... Wow. I gotta do this plug. This is gonna blow your mind. 50 years of hip-hop, and I am just getting started. She Gets Me High is a remake of Ram Jam's Oh, Black Betty yeah. featuring. This is going to change the world again. It's DMC, the king of rock, <laughs> and Sebastian Bach from Skid Row on vocals. Okay. On drums is Travis Barker. On guitar is the incomparable Mick Mars, and on bass is Duff McKagan. This record is dropping in January at the top of the year, so have no fear, music lovers. All the last, all the bullshit for the last 10 years is over. We rewriting the script. It's time to have fun. I'm going to put it on cassette so you can add it with your raising <laughs> hell. And then I'm going to come back on here and we're going to talk about it when it drops. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Congrats. That's beautiful. Don't bring Sebastian Bach. He doesn't like me. Bonfire. <laughs> there is none higher. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody, to say goodbye. Thank you so much. DMC. He's the king of rock. It's the bonfire. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. That was just a portion of our actual Sirius XM radio show. If you want the whole thing, go to SiriusXM.com slash bonfire for a special offer. That's right. And go to BigJComedy.com and RobertKellyLive.com to check out our stand-up dates coming to a city near you. Crackle, crackle. <laughs> 
Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days, people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You, you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonfire. Go now. Become a better person.